Are you a teacher who's feeling stressed out and overwhelmed? Do you worry that you're feeling symptoms of burnout? (laughs) Or are you sure you've already gotten there? Have you started to dream of doing some other kind of job or perhaps pursuing a whole different career, but you don't know what else you're even qualified to do? You don't know how to start a job search? You just feel stuck? If that sounds like you, I promise you're not alone. My name is Kitty Boytnot. I'm a career transition and job search coach, and I specialize in helping burnout teachers just like you deal not only with the stress and overwhelm of your day-to-day job, but to consider what other careers might be out there waiting for you. Join me for Teachers in Transition. In some episodes, I'll be speaking to stress management techniques and how you can manage your stress on a day-to-day basis. In other episodes, I'll be talking about career transition. What tools do you need to be successful in a job search when you're moving from one career into a totally different track? These are questions that you need answers to, and I can help you find those answers. My name is Kitty Boytnot. Welcome to Teachers in Transition. In this first episode of Teachers in Transition, I thought I would introduce myself and explain a little bit about how Teachers in Transition even came about. I have been working as an educator, an elementary school librarian and teacher for most of my adult life. I started straight out of college as an elementary school library media specialist for a small rural school and Then immediately, as soon as I could get transferred, I went to a larger district in a more suburban area, and I spent the next 25 years there. In 2001, I moved to central Virginia, which is where I currently live, and I worked for a Title I school as the library media specialist, only then we were being called the library information specialist. I don't remember how many names I had, but basically I was the school librarian. And I always said it was the best job in the building, and I would contend that that's probably still the case today. I loved that work and often marveled that they actually paid me to do something that I enjoyed so much. But that's not to say that things didn't start to change and that I didn't observe changes that were very concerning to me. I became a local leader in my professional association and eventually served on the state board of directors. And then in 2007, I decided to run for president of the Virginia Education Association. I was encouraged to do it. I felt like I had something to offer. I had just finished my Ph.D. in educational leadership, and I wasn't interested in being a school administrator or superintendent, and so leadership at the association level felt like a good fit. I ran for the job, and I was elected. I took office on August 1, 2008, and if you'll take a trip back down memory lane, you'll remember that in September of that year, we began to suffer from one of the most uh, difficult economic periods that our country has ever faced, perhaps since the Depression. 
During my first year in office, through absolutely no fault of my own, we lost 5,000 members, which translated to about a quarter of a million dollars in lost overhead for our organization, which meant lots and lots of changes internally as well as dealing with the political realities that were at play. I was struggling with an anti-public education governor at the time as well as an anti-education public education general assembly. And the feeling was that they were out to prove something and that they are were all about choice and uh, changing the way teachers were treated, um, not treating them as the professionals that they are. And <clears throat> we were at the association level, we were in battle with the General Assembly and the governor for much of the time that I was there. That was the job that ultimately created what I finally decided was job burnout. And I first became aware of it in April of 2012 as I was winding down my uh, fourth year in office and thinking in terms of going back to my school division, which is what I had originally planned to do. I was 59 and a half, and the truth was I was exhausted. I often think of a wet wash rag that's been wrung completely dry. That's how I felt. Um, I just was exhausted on every level, mentally, physically, emotionally. Uh, it had been a very tough four years with very little rest. The only really good news was that I hadn't made myself sick somehow. And other than uh, having blood, high blood pressure for the first time in my life, I survived that period pretty well. The dilemma for me was that I just didn't think I had the energy or the stamina to go back to a classroom and do the job that I would want to be able to do, to give 100%, because I don't like to do anything less than 100%. I'm national board certified. I have three graduate degrees. And I care about the quality of the work that I do. And I had begun to secretly worry, where would I have the patience to deal with children? What, what would I do having to get up and go to work every morning after only getting a, a two-week break between the VEA job and going back to my district? So I was worried about how that would play out. And then the district called to tell me that there were no library openings, so I would not be going back as a, a librarian, but that I could take my pick of high school English or middle school English. They needed to place me so that they could start hiring, and that meant they needed to know where I was going to be placed. I reluctantly agreed to a middle school assignment because I taught sixth grade language arts back in the 70s and felt like that was the closest to what I already knew and had done. But the minute I hung up the phone, I felt this sense of dread. My 1976, 77, 78 sixth graders didn't have cell phones, weren't 
as socially mature as 2012 middle schoolers are. And I didn't think I would have the energy to keep up with 2012 middle schoolers. I didn't feel like I even wanted to try to compete with their cell phones. Every time I thought about learning standards, getting grounded in all the testing regimen, having a gung-ho principal watch my every move, ready to probably, I felt like, criticize anything that I might do that wouldn't be perfect, I just cried. Finally, I called my financial advisor and I asked him, is it out of the question for me to take early retirement? I had 37 years of credit in the pension. I was 59 and a half, getting ready to turn 60 years old. And he said, no, it's not out of the question. You can do it if you want. And so I did. I called the county. I asked them for my papers, and I thanked them profusely for everything that they had done for me. I took some time off to rest up because that was the first order of business, frankly. As I said, I was exhausted, and I just needed to rest and start feeling like myself again. So I let myself do as little as possible from August through Christmas. And when the new year rolled around in January of 2013, I began to think about going back to work. If you have thought about going into a new professional endeavor and all you've ever done is teach or work in the education sector, and you have advanced degrees that are only related to the education profession, you will automatically know the feelings that I began to experience. What could I do? What did I want to do? Where could I turn and offer my particular and unique set of experiences and expertise that would be valued in a way that would make it worth my while. I finally, after a little bit of resistance, hired a career coach. It was the best move I made. She helped me gain clarity about what it was that I wanted and what it was that I didn't want in my next career, which is frankly almost as important, if not as important, as what you do want. Before you make any move, including writing a resume, you need to be clear about what it is that you want and where it is that you want to go. And that was what had been missing for me. Now, I won't try to tell you that coming through a transition from president of the Education Association to independent entrepreneur life strategies coach, stress management coach, speaker, author, entrepreneur, online marketer. I won't tell you that that all happened easily or magically. It didn't. It took time. I had to learn step by step. I taught myself how to create a website, for example, once I decided what it is that I wanted to do. The only thing I knew for sure back in those early days was that I wanted to stay in touch with teachers. I wanted to help them through the same kind of 
murky, uncertain future decision that I had gone through. And I felt like I could act as their guide. It was luck and serendipity that led to the fact that a year after I started my business as an independent coach, I was offered an opportunity to be trained by and work with the very woman who had been my career coach a year before. She had offered an online training that I found out about somehow by accident, it felt. I signed up for it. I took it. And then I found out she was looking to hire, or not hire, but to bring on as independent coach consultants some individuals to help her with her growing workload. I applied. I auditioned. And I was selected as one of seven coaches that she brought on board. I worked with her and her team for 14 months. And that particular experience was invaluable. I've looked at hundreds of resumes and LinkedIn profiles. I've helped people with their interview skills and social media branding. I've given presentations based on the information that I learned from her and her team. And in September of 2015, when she was going through a business remake, I decided to go independent. I've created a program that's designed to help people who are at a career crossroads figure out, first, what is it that they want to do, and secondly, what are the tools that they need to help them get where it is that they want to go. That's the abbreviated version of how I came to be where I am right now. Six years ago, I could not have predicted that I was going to be starting my own business, becoming an online entrepreneur, creating a website, now creating a, a, a new podcast, blogging weekly, writing newsletters for my 2,000-plus listeners and, and participants in my email list, and that's growing by the day. There's no way I could have predicted any of that. But I never regretted for a single day making the decision that I made. For me, it was the right thing to do. And what I do now is to help other people figure out for them what is it that they need to do moving forward. I help with stress management. I help with life strategies. And I help with career transition. Now, if that sounds like the kind of help you could use, whether you're stressed out and overwhelmed and you're just looking for some strategies for how to manage your stress more effectively and proactively, you're in the right place. If you're looking uh, at the possibility of changing your career or going into a new endeavor professionally, I can help you with that as well. In future episodes, I'll be speaking to both stress and stress management, and career transition. And I will be posting the titles of what's included in each of the podcast episodes coming up. So please feel free to subscribe to Teachers in Transition on iTunes or wherever it is that you find your podcasts. And 
subscribe so that you can be um, alerted to when a new podcast is put out. And they won't be very long. I'm not planning on them being long, and I'm not planning on having a lot of guests. I'm going to be sharing firsthand information that I have gleaned over the years that might help you in some way live a fuller, happier, less stressed life, and perhaps even go for that dream job that you kind of, sort of know you want, but you don't know where to start, and you've been afraid until now to give it a try. This is Kitty Boytnot at Teachers in Transition, and I hope that you will come back to hear more later. Have a great day. So there you have it, an episode of Teachers in Transition. I hope you enjoyed the information, and I hope you'll plan to come back. Please subscribe to Teachers in Transition so that you can be alerted of future episodes. And let me know if you have any questions or topics that you would like me to specifically cover in a future episode. I'm more than happy to help with individual questions as well. So email me at kittyboytnot at boytnotcoaching.com. If you are interested in finding a new career or just enjoying your life more, this is the place to start. I'm Kitty Boytnot, and this is Teachers in Transition.